You're listening to SBS News. Well, it's absolutely cute. It's very small. Only weighs about three or four hundred. Um, has big round eyes because it's a nocturnal creature, and it has the most marvellous bushy tail. In fact, the photograph that I've shown you of the squirrel glider was in fact the best marketing tool that we had uh, to in fact encourage people to get involved. Peter Dalton there describing the small possum known as a squirrel glider. They're known for their soft nasal call that's interspersed with their own unique chatter. When a predator is nearby, they warn others with a loud, sharp cry. And they're not just cute, but also amazing athletes. Rarely found on the ground, they get around by launching themselves, by climbing to the top of a tree and spreading their little wings. They can glide up to 80 metres, moving from tree to tree. They're very similar to a sugar glider. In fact, their species only just got differentiated a couple years ago. So sugar gliders are a bit smaller, but the, the defining characteristic of the squirrel glider is the big bushy tail which is somewhat prehensile. They can use it for steering and sort of climbing and moving around trees. They also have the webbing between their, their front and hind legs, which allows them to glide through the air between the canopy. And they've got three white stripes on the top of their head. Gabrielle Stacey there, the coordinator of Fern Creek Gully Land Care Group. She's also a conservationist, botanist and community organiser, while Peter Dalton is the founding member of the group. Peter started the group in 2004 and Gabrielle joined in 2019. The partnership between Gabrielle, who is in her 20s, and Peter, who is in his 80s, highlights something both believe is increasingly missing from modern life. Yeah, so on my end, um, I was lucky enough to fall into a mentor-mentee relationship with Peter, which is just incredible in um, the sort of society that we live in. I feel that that sort of relationship isn't really as important or focused on anymore. So as well as him mentoring me um, in the coordination of Fern Creek Land Care, he's also provided incredible amounts of knowledge piles of books and support and advice for me personally, um, which we're just, we're just really unlikely friends. It's fantastic to have a friend who is a few decades older than you and sharing common experiences and uh, that occurred, you know, years apart. Landcare Australia is a national not-for-profit which supports community efforts to improve the natural environment. In this case, the group's focus is on conservation, education and regeneration of the reserve in Dudley, a suburb just outside of Newcastle in New South Wales that sits on Awabukal land. The valley is home to the endangered squirrel gliders. About nine hectares in size, the group has done much to restore this patch of earth to its natural state. To put it simply, it was a mess. It was a mining site in the 1920s to the 1940s. To give you a sense of what it would have been before the mining, they called the mine the Fern Creek Gully Mine. But they left the site absolutely wrecked. It was invaded by a massive amount of coastal bitterbush and lantana and the consequence was that suppressed the growth of the bushes and trees 
from which squirrel gliders live. Peter says work first started on one part of the creek line in 2005 and within 10 years the group had a viable rainforest essential for providing the gliders with food to eat. With transformative weeds such as bitu bush and lantana infesting the valley, work initially started with Peter pulling out the weeds on a bit of land he owned in the area. Since then the group has grown to 400. Gabrielle says there are always more weeds to pull. So they decrease biodiversity of um, the flora, which then prevents um, having constant habitat and food resources for the squirrel gliders. Um, it was also clear cut, so the canopy that allows for movement and connectivity for squirrel gliders moving from a national park to, from the north to the national park to the south, that was really important to restore that because they can't glide without the canopies and feed without the biodiversity. Their efforts are paying off with the gliders slowly making their way back into the rehabilitated rainforest. The species is widely, though sparsely distributed in eastern Australia, from northern Queensland to western Victoria, and their vulnerability status differs from state to state. For example, they're listed as vulnerable in New South Wales, threatened in Victoria, endangered in South Australia, and common in Queensland. The State of Environment report released in July 2020 is a mandatory assessment prepared by a panel of independent scientists every five years. The latest report found some 6.1 million hectares of primary forest has been cleared since 1990 and 377 species of plants and animals have been declared threatened in the past 10 years. The black summer bushfires of 2019 and 2020 scorched more than 8 million hectares of native vegetation, the report found and killed or displaced as many as three billion animals. Both Gabrielle and Peter believe local community action can act as an antidote to such grim statistics. What we try to facilitate is a stewardship to your local part of your bushland because if you go and contribute, pull out weeds or planting trees, you're more likely to feel a sense of ownership. I'd, I'd support that completely. I mean, in some respects, it's very simple. Instead of being stuck at home, looking at your phone or whatever, you get out in fresh air, the sunlight, you have to get down on your knees, you have to use your arms to pull weeds out or plant plants, you get to talk to other people, you get to learn things, you get to see birds and animals and all sorts of wonderful things and you go home feeling absolutely refreshed. The group received a $20,000 grant in December 2019 to help in their efforts to rehabilitate the valley. They had a year to complete the project, but managed to finish the required work in three months, thanks to a positive response to a social media campaign to recruit more volunteers. The objective was to replace the canopy and the vegetation that they live off. Of course, they live off flowers, they're nocturnal eaters and... Uh, they hang off the end of a tiny little branch for a blossom and suck the nectar out of the blossom. 
the loss of trees with suitable hollows for nesting and the loss of food sources have compounded the threats the gliders face. Feral cats have also decimated the population. With the lack of habitat comes increased competition for hollows, essential for the gliders' survival. The gliders take shelter in tree hollows during the day and will only come out at night. They glide around um, and just the increased competition between all of the hollow dwelling arboreal species of um, Australian fauna. With the lack of hollows and the fact that hollows take so long to develop in old growth and the lack of surrounding old growth, they were, there was just a sharp decline in reproduction. There, it's also important to note, as Peter was saying, that they feed primarily on flowers. So back to that biodiversity, they need a constant source of flowering plants. So with the invasion of weeds due to development and modification, we were losing that floristic diversity that gives them a full calendar of flowers to, to feed on. And uh, on that, they're actually really important pollinators as well. A typical family group consists of one mature male and one or two mature females with their offspring. And like us humans, they like to live by the coast. And as we learn more about them, we're starting to see that sugar gliders tend to stick more away from the coast, whereas the squirrel gliders are more coastal. And as are humans, we are much more coastal, so their really important uh, pockets of habitat are just getting even more fragmented and threatened. So it's, a, it's an ongoing process, but locally they're certainly endangered. The group used part of the $20,000 grant to employ an ecologist. Chief ecologist found five gliders in the valley, one family and three individuals. Peter Dalton says while the group of gliders was not a large population, it was at least a viable one. The group has since had boxes made that replicate hollows, allowing the gliders to find somewhere safe to nest and sleep. We obtained part of the grant, 30 nest boxes, which are a box about 300 by 300 by 200, with a little hole in the back uh, where the gliders go in and out. That's mounted on the tree at a height of about 8 to 10 metres up existing trees. The ecologist told us where in the valley to place these, the best chances for the gliders. Volunteers, including a local arborist and a volunteer roofer, helped install the boxes. The group also relies on the expertise and skills that come with an intergenerational team. The group was initially made up of about 25 enthusiastic volunteers all over the age of 50. But numbers really took off once Gabrielle started using social media to recruit more volunteers. Peter says it's been great to observe the way younger generations use technology to generate more interest in a cause. It's absolutely fantastic. The younger generation that Gabby recruited um, have such enthusiasm. They really want to have a good time, which makes everybody else have a good time. Gabrielle says there's no substitute for working side by side with someone, especially when it comes to learning from people with years of experience. Sharing knowledge, Peter says, is also about legacy, a responsibility that older generations have towards the young. When asked if he thinks mentoring is becoming less common in modern Australian society, Peter had this to say. I think so, which is a great shame. When, I'm, when you meet somebody who, who has relate to talent, when you meet somebody who actually wants to try and achieve something. I really think as a, 
person who's had some experience of life, if your experience is relevant, you have a really a responsibility to give back to them, to give back to society. Mm. Because, let's face it, you know, uh, after you finish working, what do you have other than your life experience to give back to the younger generation? He really believes in me and I wouldn't be in the position that I am without him. I feel very lucky. Lucky too for the small group of squirrel gliders living in the valley, benefiting from the care of the humans around them. Peggy Giacomelos, SBS News, and you can listen to more episodes in the Change Agent series from your favourite podcaster on the SBS app or your smart speaker.